Alright folks, I'm going to do a reading of the book of Ecclesiastes. I don't know why, but I always liked these, uh, I always liked the books written by King Solomon, apparently if, if he existed to begin with, but anyways, Ecclesiastes chapter 1. This is the NIV UK version because uh, this version flows a little differently. Okay, anyways. Chapter 1. Everything is meaningless. The words of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What do people gain from all their labors at which they toil under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and turns to the north. Round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place the streams come from, there they return again. All things are wearisome, more than one can say. The eye never has enough of seeing, nor the ear its fill of hearing. What has been will be again, what has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which one can say, look, this is something new? <laughs> it was here already long ago. It was here before our time. No one remembers the former generations, and even those yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow them. Wisdom is meaningless. <laughs> I, the teacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. I applied my mind to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under the heavens. What a heavy burden God has laid on mankind! Exclamation <laughs> mark! I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless, a chasing after the wind. What is crooked cannot be straightened. What is lacking cannot be counted. I said to myself, look, I have increased in wisdom more than anyone who has ruled over Jerusalem before me. I have experienced much of wisdom and knowledge. Then I applied myself to understanding of wisdom and also of madness and folly. But I learned that this too is a chasing after the wind. For with much wisdom comes much sorrow, the more knowledge the more grief sounds so sounds so fucking Indian man it sounds so uh, Rick and Morty uh, it sounds it's, it's what I'm saying man this sounds more like Buddhism for with much wisdom comes much sorrow the more knowledge the more grief this sounds like Buddhism anyways Ecclesiastes chapter 2 Pleasures are meaningless <laughs> I said to myself Come now I will test you with pleasure To find out what is good But that also proved to be meaningless Laughter I said is madness but What does pleasure accomplish I tried cheering myself with wine and embracing folly, my mind still guiding me with wisdom. I wanted to see what was good for people to do under the heavens during the few days of, our, of their lives. I undertook great projects. I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoirs of water groves of flourishing trees. I bought male and female slaves and had other slaves who were born in my house. This sounds like it could be one of the popes writing his journal or something. But anyways, 
I also owned more herds and flocks than anyone in Jerusalem before me. I amassed silver and gold for myself and the treasure of kings and provinces, because the Pope is the king maker, so. I acquired male and female singers and a harem as well, the delights of a man's heart. Is that so? I became greater by far than anyone in Jerusalem before me. Or it could be Hugh Hefner. In all this, my wisdom stayed with me. Wisdom is the feminine aspect of your, of you, of your soul, whatever you want to call it. I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my labor. And this was the reward for all my toil. Yet, when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. Wisdom and folly are meaningless. Then I turned my thoughts to consider wisdom and also madness and folly. What more can the king's successor do than what has already been done? Yeah. Fucking every movie that is part two just has to be bigger and more expensive. What more can the king's successor do than what has already been done? I saw that wisdom is better than folly, just as light is better than darkness. The wise have eyes in their heads while the fool walks in the darkness. But I come to realize that the same fate overtakes them both. The fool and the wise dummy are both the same person, man. Oh my goodness. Then I said to myself, The fate of the fool will overtake me also. What then do I gain by being wise? I said to myself, This too is meaningless. For the wise, like the fool, will not be long remembered. The days have already come when both have been forgotten. Like the fool, the wise too must die. Sounds like Buddhism. Sounds like Buddha. Toil is meaningless. So I hated life because the work that is done under the sun was grievous to me. All of it is meaningless, chasing after the wind. I hated all the things I had toiled for under the sun because I must leave them to the one who comes after me. And who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish. Yet they will have control over all the fruit of my toil into which I have poured my effort and skill under the sun. This too is meaningless. So my heart began to despair over all my toilsome labor under the sun. For a person may labor with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, and, they, and then they must leave all they own to another who has not toiled for it. Toiled for it. This too is meaningless and a great misfortune. Yeah, all these suckers waiting for people to die so they get the will or the inheritance or the possession. It's like just leeches. Leeches. Alright. What do people get for all the toil and anxious striving with which they labor under the sun? All their days there. All their days their work is grief and pain even at night their minds do not rest this too is meaningless a person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toil this too I see is from the hand of God for without him who can eat or find enjoyment so this is like it just feels like maybe these popes, these, these people we call popes, who rule the Vatican and the world, basically, got their hands on these ancient sacred texts, which sound very Buddhist, and, you know, use all this stuff, but just put a twist right at the end, and, you know, bringing it all back to God, when, if you know what Buddhism is, it's, it's, it's very different, so, okay, anyways. 
This too I see is from the hand of God, for without him, it now the God is a him also in this case, obviously. Who can eat or find enjoyment? To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Wonder how the Vatican got so rich. Where did they get all their money? Huh? <laughs> Chapter 3 A time for everything. There's a time for everything, a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to re refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. I don't know, this just feels like dualism. Anyways, what do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. Human race? Huh, interesting. This is not, he says human race, okay. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet, no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Your heart, your body, you, your ego, is just the capsule that holds the heartbeat of God. <laughs> As above, so below, microcosm, macrocosm. Man is the measure of the universe, Vitruvius, Vitruvian man. It's just about scale. It's just scaled up. Okay, anyways. I know that there's nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. That each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. See, all this, all these parts, it's usually towards the end of the whatever, like, you, you read it and it, it's just like someone else just slapped a bunch of words in there. Just to remind people, oh yeah, all the stuff they're talking about here, whatever. But in the end, God is like this, which is basically Pope. The Pope decides what... Anyways. Whatever it has already been and what will be has been before. And God will call the past to account. And I saw something else under the sun. In the place of judgment, wickedness was there. In the place of justice, wickedness was there. I said to myself... God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked, for there will be a time for every activity, a time to judge every deed. I also said to myself, as for humans, God tests them so that they may see that they are like the animals. Surely the fate of human beings is like that of the animals. The same fate awaits them both. As one dies, so dies the other. All have the same breath. Humans have no advantage over animals. Humans have no advantage over animals. This is Ecclesiastes. Chapter 3. Chapter 3. Verse 19. All have the same breath. Humans have no advantage over animals. Everything is meaningless. This is in the Bible. <laughs> King Solomon, the wisest man alive. But then they'll say, but Jesus was wiser. Okay. 
so then Solomon isn't wise then, right? <laughs> this is what I'm saying, but anyways. All go to the same place, all come from dust, and to dust all return. Who knows if the human spirit rises upward, and if the spirit of the animal goes down into the earth. So I saw that there is nothing better for a person than to enjoy their work, because that is their lot. For who can bring them to see what will happen after them? Ecclesiastes chapter 4 Oppression, toil, friendlessness. Again I looked and saw all the oppression that was taking place under the sun. I saw the tears I saw the tears of the oppressed, and they have no comforter. I mean if you're king of Israel, Jerusalem, you're the richest motherfucker alive, blah blah blah, God bless you all this with all this stuff. So why are you seeing all this shit then? Like why aren't you taking care of this shit then? If it's your kingdom. This is what I'm saying. If this is King Solomon, the richest, most blessed, wisest king on blah blah blah. Why is he seeing this stuff? I saw the tears of the oppressed. By who? Who who's I thought one of, while King Solomon was alive it was uh you know the the temple was built and all this stuff. Alright. Bella Alright. I saw the tears of the oppressed and they have no comforter. Power was on the side of their oppressors and they have no comforter. Why is power on the side of the oppressors if, if this is King Solomon writing this book? Anyways. And I declare that the dead who had already died are happier than the living who are still alive. But better than both is the one who has, who has never been born, who has not seen the evil that is done under the sun. This is King Solomon writing this book, right? Mm. And I saw that all toil and all achievement spring from one person's envy of another. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 4 And I saw that all toil and all achievement spring from one person's envy of another. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Monkey see, monkey do. Fools fold their hands and ruin themselves. <laughs> Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. I don't know, man. It just sounds like a drunk Buddha just venting. Anyways, again, I saw something meaningless under the sun. There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil, yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. Mmm, for whom am I toiling, he asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless, a miserable business. Two are better than one, because they have good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. This, this when I read this, the, the scene from Apocalypto. When they were tied up and being taken hostage as slaves or whatever to the to the city. <laughs> That's what that reminds me of. If either of them falls down, <laughs> what can I can't. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Okay could be could the context could be with maybe also sailing I don't know okay advancement is meaningless better a poor but wise youth than an old but foolish king who no longer knows how to heed a warning the youth may have come from prison to the kingship or he may have been born in poverty within his kingdom the youth may have come from prison to the kingship. I saw that all who lived and walked under the sun followed the youth, the king's successor. 
talking about David. <laughs> Anyways, there was no end to all the people who were before them, but those who came later were not pleased with the successor. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Yeah, politics, man. Leaders are puppets. Okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Fulfill your vow to God. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know that they do wrong. Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth, so let your words be few. Bella. A dream comes when there are many cares, and many words mark the speech of the fool. A dream comes when there are many cares, and many words mark the speech of the fool. Alright. That's why, you know, you gotta write long, long books. You need to, because the more pages you can sell, the more money you can charge for your book. And the number one sold book all around the world is which one? Guess which one? And guess what? Books kill trees. So, I don't know, man. You tell me, like, None of this should make any sense. Okay. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it. He has no pleasure in the fools. Fulfill your vow. What is it? What is this talking about? Like, like God needs anything from us to begin with, unless it's talking about the Pope. It is better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. Okay, yeah, I agree. Do not let your mouth lead you into sin. Sin means debt. Do not protest to the temple messenger. My vow was a mistake. I didn't mean to sign that contract to get yoked into this debt now. But I can't escape. Okay. My vow was a mistake. Why should God be angry at what you say and destroy the work of your hands? Much dreaming and many words are meaningless. Therefore, fear God. You see, like, towards the end of these poetic verses, always you, you, you end up with just like a whole retarded paragraph that makes no fucking sense. Okay. Alright, everybody's fuck. Okay. Jesus. Okay. If you see the poor oppressed in the district and justice and rights denied, do not be surprised at such things. For one official is eyed by a higher one, and over them both are others higher still. This is what I'm saying, like, this just feels like they find a bunch of poetry or whatever. With that was actually good and then just slapped a bunch of retarded verses on, in the beginning and the end it's like doesn't make any sense you see the poor oppressed in the district why is King Solomon talking about poor people being oppressed in a district I mean aren't you the fucking king if you're the king writing this shit why are you writing about this shit The increase from the land is taken by all. The king himself profits from the fields. So if this is King Solomon writing this, why would he be saying this? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay. Now we come to the poetry part. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. As goods increase, so do those who consume them. And what benefit are they to the owners except to feast their eyes on them? The sleep of a laborer is sweet whether they eat little or much, but as for the rich, their abundance permits them no sleep. I've seen a grievous evil under the sun, wealth hoarded to the harm of its owners or wealth lost through some misfortune, so that when they have children there is nothing left for them to inherit. 
Everyone comes naked from their mother's womb, and as everyone comes, so they depart. They take nothing from their toil that they can carry in their hands. This too is a grievous evil. As everyone comes, so they depart, and what do they gain since they toil for the wind? <laughs> All their days they eat in darkness with great frustration, affliction, and anger. So unless there's like another whole like layer of things going on in the background to give this all this shit context, when you just re when I just read it like this, just a lot of things just don't make sense. Okay, if if this was all written by one person, but anyways, this is what I have observed to be good: that it is appropriate for a person to eat, to drink, and to find satisfaction in their toilsome labor under the sun during the few days of life God has given them for this is their lot I mean if you were a nomadic person I don't know I think you might you might have a different perspective this kind of sounds a lot like someone from the top just saying this shit to the people on the bottom so that you know, so that the status quo remains the same. <laughs> you guys belong down there. I belong up here. That's your lot. <laughs> it doesn't sound like, I'm just saying, it doesn't sound like, anyways. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift of God. Yeah, this whole everything is a gift of God. They seldom reflect on the days of their life because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. Okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 6. I've seen another evil under the sun, and it weighs heavily on mankind. God gives some people wealth, possessions, and honor so that they lack nothing their hearts desire, but God does not grant them the ability to enjoy them, and strangers enjoy them instead. I don't know, man. What do you think this sounds like? It sounds like that scene from Braveheart when the... What's that... What was that right... The, to the landlord whoever owned the land and if you got married you're a peasant who worked on that land if you got married the prima nocta or the prima nocta basically the owner of that land gets to fuck your wife before you do prima noctus or something like that that's what this sounds like <laughs> this is meaningless a grievous evil man may have a hundred children and live many years yet no matter how long he lives if he cannot enjoy his property and does not receive proper burial i say that a stillborn child is better off than he this is uh, king solomon apparently saying this if he cannot enjoy his property and does not receive proper burial a stillborn child is better off than he is. This is King Solomon saying it. Okay. And then Jordan Maxwell will tell you King Solomon never existed. So, okay. So then who's, who's talking about? Who's saying this shit? Okay. A stillborn born child is better off than one who cannot enjoy his prosperity and does not receive a proper burial. I don't know, man. This sounds very patriarchy-ish it comes without meaning it departs in darkness and in darkness its name is shrouded though it never saw the sun or knew anything it has more rest than does that man even if he lives a thousand years twice over but fails to enjoy his prosperity do not all go to the same place everyone's toil is for their mouth yet their appetite is never satisfied. What advantage have the wise over fools? 
What do the poor gain by knowing how to conduct themselves before others? Better what the eye sees than the roving of the appetite. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Better what the eye sees than the roving of the appetite. I don't know what that means. Window shopping? Whatever exists has already been named, and what humanity is has been known. No one can contend with someone who is stronger. The more the words, the less the meaning, and how does that profit anyone? Uh, publishers love publishing lots of books. Because <laughs> they make lots of money. Which is also made from... Okay, for, unless it's plastic money, unless it's digital, okay. For who knows what is good for a person in life, during the few and meaningless days they pass through like a shadow. Who can tell them what will happen under the sun after they are gone? I don't know, man, like, King Solomon, the more I read him now, like, they say he was wise, this, that, I don't know, man. A lot of stuff, stuff just sounds outdated. Anyways, Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Wisdom. A good name is better than fine perfume. And the day of death better than the day of birth. I don't know, man. I feel like this is selling a bunch of bullshit here. It's better to go to a, to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting. And then, and then in Revelations, Jesus and God is basically waiting for everyone to come join their feast. So, this is what I'm saying, man. Stories. They took a bunch of stories. Joseph Campbell did a better job with the monomyth than the fucking Bible that's apparently supposed to be the history of, of humanity. Come on, man. number one selling book like I wonder why okay for death is the destiny of everyone the living should take this to, to heart frustration is better than laughter because a sad face is good for the heart this is King Solomon book of Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 3 Frustration is better than laughter because a sad face is good for the heart. Now, can someone please explain to me? <laughs> is the Bible trying to confuse us on purpose? No way. Frustration is better than laughter because a sad face is good for the heart. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. The heart of fools is in the house of pleasure. Unless, of course, this is all like an initiation, I don't know. <coughs> Alright. It's better to heed the rebuke of a wise person than to listen to the song of fools. You see, none of this makes sense, it's, it's opposites, it's dualism, it's, it could be an initiation, who knows, alright. Because, right here, the heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, okay. Then it is better to heed the rebuke of a wise person, so the wise person is in the house of mourning. And the fool is in the house of pleasure. I mean, it could, I mean, it could all just be symbolic, too. Alright. Then to listen to the song of fools. Like the crackling of thorns under the pot, so is the laughter of fools. This, too, is meaningless. So, is this using dualism to come to the 
entire single point perspective from on the top of the pyramid looking down and saying meaningless meaning both are the same thing so uh, meaning to have meaning you need dualism so meaningless I see I mean if you looked at it that way it definitely changes your perspective okay extortion turns a wise person into a fool and the bribe corrupts the heart extortion turns a wise person into a fool what type of deals you making king solomon extortion turns a wise person into a fool and a bribe corrupts the heart the end of a matter is better than its beginning, and patience is better than pride. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. So fools also, heart of fools is in the house of pleasure. Okay. Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. Wisdom, like an inheritance, is a good thing and benefits those who see the sun. Wisdom is a shelter as money is a shelter. But the advantage of knowledge is this. Wisdom preserves those who have it. Consider what God has done. Who can straighten what he has made crooked? When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider this. God has made the one as well as the other. This is King Solomon, the wisest man on planet Earth. Chapter 7 of Ecclesiastes saying, verse 14. When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider this: God has made the one, God has made the one as well as the other. Therefore, no one can discover anything about their future. Sounds like Job. Sounds like the people who live on uh, 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 fucking hey, the volcano in Italy, Santorini. Is it Santorini? Stromboli. Stromboli. Yeah. Some documentaries on the people who actually still live on Stromboli. This is how they talk about the island. They talk of the island as a god. And with a personality. And it sounds like when times are good, be happy. Because volcanic soil is very fertile. And it, and they, it produces lots of goodies for these farmers. Okay, so they, this is something what they would... It sounds like something they would say. When times are good, be happy. Okay, when Stromboli, this god, Vesuvius, whatever, is happy, times are good. But when he, she, goddess Pele, Kali is angry, well, God has made the one as well as the other. Okay. Therefore, no one can discover anything about their future. Yeah, we still cannot predict accurately quite yet on when the volcanoes are about to erupt anyways in this meaningless life of mine i have seen both of these the righteous perishing in their righteousness and the wicked living long in their wickedness <laughs> do not be over righteous neither be over wise why destroy yourself mm, is that a threat do not be over wicked and do not be a fool. Why die before your time? It is good to grasp the one and not let go of the other. Whoever fears God will avoid all extremes. Did you hear this? This is King Solomon. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 18. Whoever fears God will avoid all extremes. Hmm. Wisdom makes one 
wise person more powerful than ten rulers in a city. Wisdom is feminine, the soul, just so you know. Indeed, there is no one on earth who is righteous, no one who does what is right and never sins. Sin means death. Do not pay attention to every word people say or you may hear your servant cursing you. For you know in your heart that many times you yourself have cursed others. Oh snap. Man in the mirror. Okay, all this I tested by wisdom and I said. I mean, if you just go watch uh, the trailers for the new Pope. I mean, they're not stupid. They know what they're doing. Okay. All this I tested by wisdom and I said. I am determined to be wise, but this was beyond me. Whatever, it, this sounds like Buddhism again. It sounds like Alan Watts, like one of his lectures. Whatever exists is far off and most profound. Who can discover it? So I turned my mind to understand, to investigate and to search out wisdom and the scheme of things, and to understand the stupidity of wickedness and the madness of folly. You cannot underestimate the predictability of stupidity. Okay. <laughs> I find more bitter than death the woman who is a snare, whose heart is a trap, and whose hands are chains. The man who pleases God will escape her, but the sinner she will ensnare. Okay, so... Like once again, why would King Solomon be talking about? Why would King Solomon say this when apparently he had over a thousand wives? Why? <laughs> okay. Look, says the teacher. This is what I have discovered. Okay, so now who's the teacher? Okay. Adding one thing to another to discover the scheme of things. While I was still searching but not finding, I found one upright man among a thousand, but not one upright woman among them all. <laughs> oh my god, can you believe this shit, man? <sighs> this is in the Bible, man. This is. This is, we're reading books written by men. <sighs> These books that are in the Bible was compiled by Pope Damasus, who, who asked Jerome and one other person, I forget the name right now, to compile the books of the Bible, the Vulgate version, the, that's the Latin version, from which the English King James Version came. The authorized version <laughs> from which all English versions come it comes from this Latin version the Vulgate which was authorized by Pope Damasus a Pope okay this only have I found God created mankind upright but they have gone in search of many schemes. Yeah, I'm saying if instead this stuff is... Anyways, Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Who is like the wise? Who knows the explanation of things? A person's wisdom brightens their face and changes its hard appearance. Obey the king. Obey the king's command, I say, because you took an oath before God. Feudalism. This is called feudalism, which the papacy is, which Tibet, the Dalai Lama, still is. It's still a feudalistic system. Okay. Do not be in a hurry to leave the king's presence. Do not stand up for a bad cause, for he will do whatever he pleases. The king will do whatever he pleases. Hmm. Since the king's word is supreme, who can say to him, what are you doing? Did you hear that? Since a king's word is supreme, who can say to him, what are you doing? 
This is called clockwork oranging. The fella, the Roman Catholic Church, have been in that process since before your granddaddy was born. Okay, anyways. With text, which are images. <laughs> Whoever obeys his command will come to no harm, and the wise heart will know the proper time and procedure. For there is a proper time and procedure for every matter, though a person may be weighed down by misery. This just sounds like mentally cucking more subjects. Okay, for... Okay, since no one knows the future, who can tell someone else what is to come? Unless, of course, you're the king. <laughs> As no one has power over the wind to contain it, so no one has power over the time of their death. As no one is discharged in time of war, so wickedness will not release those who practice it. Just more mental fear cucking I feel like that's what it sounds like by the by the, the Lord the ruler to his subjects all this I saw as I applied my mind to everything done under the sun there's a time when a man lords it over others to his own hurt look at that then too I saw the wicked buried those who used to come and go from the holy place and receive praise in the city where they did this this too is meaningless. When the sentence for crime is not quickly carried out, people's hearts are filled with schemes to do wrong. Although a wicked person who commits a hundred crimes may live a long time, I know that it will go better with those who fear God, who are reverent before Him. Once again, just mentally cucking us to delay justice. Except for, you know, the people who rule over you, bitch. We can do whatever fuck we want. Alright. Because, you know, the king's word is supreme. <laughs> Yet because the wicked do not fear God, it will, go, it will not go well with them, and their days will not lengthen like a shadow. God is basically like the ruler's mental digital consciousness police basically alright just the extension of of the ruler okay there's something else meaningless that occurs on earth the righteous who get what the wicked deserve and the wicked who get what the righteous des righteous deserve this too I say is meaningless yeah I mean the ones with power to do whatever the fuck they want can get to say these things because <laughs> that's just how they work right it's like okay history is written by the yeah okay this too I say is meaningless so I command the enjoyment of life because there is nothing better for a person under the sun than to eat and drink and be glad. Then joy will accompany them in their toil all the days of their life. God has given them under the sun. Yeah, you can, uh, the, the fucker on death row gets to have a nice meal before they get fucked. When I applied my mind to know wisdom and to observe the labor that is done on earth, people getting no sleep day or night, then I saw all that God has done. And I could be a doctor who works in a mental hospital looking at all this and writing this as his diary or something. Okay. No one can comprehend what goes on under the sun. Despite all their efforts to search it out, no one can discover its meaning. Even if the wise claim they know, they cannot really comprehend it. <laughs> yeah, again, just no, no, no. The Pope is the smartest wise ass. He gets the last word. It sounds like that's the way this looks. Like, that's the perspective this kind of reads. Okay, chapter 9. A common destiny for all. 
So I reflected on all this and concluded that the righteous and the wise and what they do are in God's hands. But no one knows whether love or hate awaits them. You see what I'm saying? This is just... Sounds like a lawyer. All share a common destiny. The righteous and the wicked, the good and the bad, the clean and the unclean, those who offer sacrifices sacrifices and and those who do not. So if all this shit is meaningless, fella, stop. So if all this shit is meaningless, why do anything? Uh, why why would we go through any of this shit? As it is with the good, so with the sinful. As it is with those who take oaths, so with those who are afraid to take them. What kind of oaths are we taking here? Put your hand on the Bible. Put your left hand on the Bible. Lift your right hand. Okay, this is the evil in everything that happens under the sun. The same destiny overtakes all. The hearts of people, moreover, are full of evil, and there is madness in their hearts while they live, and afterward they join the dead. Sounds like... Anyways, anyone who is, anyone who is among the living has hope. Even a live dog is better off than a dead lion. Okay... For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward, and even their name is forgotten. Their love, their hate, and their jealousy have long since vanished. Never again will they have a part in anything that happens under the sun. It's a puppet show with someone holding the sun up on the top. Go, eat your food with gladness, and drink your wine with a joyful heart, for God has already approved what you do. Did you hear that? This sounds like the Pope telling his crusader knights, Go, man, go fucking rape, pillage, and bring back gold. It's okay. I, God already approved all of this shit. He already pardoned all your sins, all your debts. Cha-ching. Okay. Anyways. Go, eat your food with gladness, and drink your wine with a joyful heart, for God has already approved what you do. Always be clothed in white, and always anoint your head with oil. Sounds like a cult. Enjoy life with your wife, whom you love, all the days of this meaningless life that God has given you under the sun, all your meaningless days. This is your lot in life and in your toilsome labor under the sun. Except for the king, because the king's word is supreme. <laughs> Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For in the realm of the dead, where you are going, there is neither working, nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. Sounds like a cult. I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift or to the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the, to the brilliant or favor to the learned, but time and chance happen to them all. Time is Kali. Time is Kronos. Moreover, no one knows when their hour will come. As fish are caught in a cruel net, or birds are taken in a snare, so people are trapped by evil times that fall unexpectedly upon them. Or it sounds like one of the slavers telling this to their slaves as they're being put on their ship, so that, you know, <laughs> this is this is the story that's going on, okay guys, just so we're clear, this is the official story. Wisdom better than folly. I also saw in the, I also saw under the sun this example of wisdom that greatly impressed me. There was once a small city with only a few people in it, and a powerful king came against it, surrounded it, and built huge siege works against it. Okay. So why would a small city with a few people why would the king came, powerful king come and build a huge siege works against it. If it was only a small city with a few people in it. What's going on here? 
Now there lived in that city a man poor but wise, and he saved the city by his wisdom, but nobody remembered that poor man. So I said, Wisdom is better than strength, but the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are no longer heeded. I don't know, man, it just sounds like another mentally cucking captives or slaves. Like, you can be smart and wise and try to save your people, but in the end, you will die. So it's, <laughs> it's just, so don't try. I don't know, man, it's just mentally cucking, clockwork oranging. The quiet words of the wise are more to be heeded than the shouts of a ruler of fools. This is what I'm saying. It's just complete fucking nothing makes sense. Man. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. Do you hear this shit? It's just confusing people, man. Potentially just confusing them. It's just, it's just lingo, jargon, jargon lingo. Ecclesiastes chapter 10. As dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. It's just subliminal, subliminally making you stupid. As dead flies give perfume a bad smell, or unless, or unless this is, these are like magic spells or something, that we have no idea what they're doing. Who knows? Alright, as dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. The heart of the wise inclines to the right, but the heart of the fool to the left. Even as fools walk along the road, they lack sense, to show everyone how stupid they are. If a ruler's anger rises against you, do not leave your post. Calmness can lay great offenses to rest. There is an evil I have seen under the sun, the sort of error that arises from a ruler. Fools are put in many high positions, while the rich occupy the low ones. Fools are put in many high positions, while the rich occupy the low ones. Interesting. I have seen slaves on horseback, while princes go on foot like slaves. Whoever digs a pit may fall into it. Whoever breaks through a wall may be bitten by a snake. Whoever quarries stones may be injured by them. Whoever splits logs may be endangered by them. If the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed, but skill it will bring success. If a snake bites before it is charmed, the charmer receives no fee. Words from the mouth of the wise are gracious, but fools are consumed by their own lips. At the beginning their words are folly, at the end they are wicked madness, and fools multiply words. No one knows what is coming, who can tell someone else what will happen after them? Except for, you know, the king, because the king's word is supreme. The toil of fools wearies them, they do not know the way to town. Woe to the land whose king was a servant, and whose princes feast in the morning. Blessed is the land whose king is of noble birth, and whose princes eat at a proper time, for strength and not for drunkenness. Mm, sounds like a jab at someone. Through laziness the rafters sag, because of idle hands the house leaks. A feast is made for laughter, wine makes life merry, and money is the answer for everything. Did you hear this? Okay, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 19. And money is the answer for everything. Sounds like the Pope. Do not revile the king even in your thoughts, or curse the rich in your bedroom, because a bird in the sky may carry your words, and a bird on the wing may report what you say. Did you hear this shit? Did you hear this shit? You hear this shit yet? Okay, Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Invest in many ventures. Oh, look at this. Ship your grain across the sea. After many days, you may receive a return. Invest in seven ventures. Yes, in eight. You do not know what disaster may come upon the land. 
They built the stock, stock market right into the Bible. Clouds are full of water. They pour rain on the earth, whether a tree falls to the south or to the north. In the place where it falls, there it will lie. Whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. As you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb, so you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. Sow your seed in the morning and at evening let your hands not be idle. For you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. This is more confusion. Remember your creator while young. Light is sweet and it pleases the eyes to see the sun. However many years anyone may live, let them enjoy them all. But let them remember the days of darkness, for there will be many. Everything to come is meaningless. You who are young, be happy while you are young, and let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart and whatever your eyes see, but know that for all these things God will bring you into judgment, so then banish anxiety from your heart and cast off the troubles of your body, for youth and vigor are meaningless. Some more confusion. Chapter 12, remember your creator in the days of your youth, before the days of trouble come and the years approach, and the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. I find no pleasure in them, before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars grow dark and the clouds return after the rain, when the keepers of the house tremble. And the strong men stoop when the grinders cease because they are few and those looking through the windows grow dim when the doors to the street are closed and the sound of grinding fades when people rise up at the sound of birds but all their songs grow faint when people are afraid of heights and of dangers in the streets when the almond tree blossoms and the grasshopper drags itself along and desire no longer and desire no longer is stirred, then people go to their eternal home, and mourners go about the streets. Almond tree blossoms, okay, I wonder if that's a thing in. Remember him before the silver cord is severed, and the golden bowl is broken, before the pitcher is shattered at the spring, and the wheel broken at the well. And the dust returns to the ground it came from, and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Everything is meaningless. The conclusion of the matter. Not only was the teacher wise, but he also imparted knowledge to the people. He pondered and searched out and set in order many proverbs. The teacher searched to find just the right words, and what he wrote was upright and true. The words of the wise are like goads, they're collected, they're collected sayings like firmly embedded nails given by one shepherd. He warned my son of anything in addition to them, of making many books there is no end, and much study wearies the body. Now all has been heard, here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. So that's the Old Testament, King Solomon apparently saying that. Sounds to me as, uh, uh, sounds to me more just like feudal lord just scaring his subjects into being good little citizens, not lying, and I don't know, man, it just sounds like more bullshit, because the New Testament, they preach something completely different, so as I'm saying, it's, it's all just mental garbage, just holy shit, that's a fucking hawk, that's a fucking hawk, holy shit. Okay, 
Anyway, so God the fuck y'all. Anyway, so yeah, um It's just It's just I mean there's some good shit in there, that's why I can tell why certain people just pick and choose because it's 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 almost like there's these different layers of sources of text that they picked the books you know that they included in here and then layered a bunch of portion on top of it so there are some good there's some good poetry in there I think um, some good proverb wisdom sayings uh, but there's a lot of like Like horse reigning, like like a lot of uh, controlling the, the 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 mind and flow of how much truth is permitted in the, in in this book. For me, from looking at it now, it's just like anyway. Um, let me let me redo this um, chapter one because this is just crazy. Chapter one, Ecclesiastes. The words of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem. So, son of David is basically Solomon, right? King, king in Jerusalem, okay. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What do people gain from all their labors at which they toil under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and turns to the north. Around and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place the streams come from, there they return again. All things are wearisome, more than one can say. The eye never has enough of seeing, nor the ear its fill of hearing. What has been will be again, what has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which one can say, look, this is something new. It was all it was here already long ago. It was here before our time. No one remembers the former generation, and even those yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow them. Peace.